You may already know that physical first aid is a universally applicable skill that everyone should learn. It can be applied by a friend, family member, coworker, even a frontline manager at the workplace. When applied well, it can reduce acute physical stress and even save a life. But what about acute psychological distress? Well, just as there is physical first aid, there is something known as psychological first aid. In fact, the editors of the prestigious magazine Scientific American have asserted that all people should be trained in psychological first aid. Hello, I'm Andy Everly, host for the ICISF Quick Tips series. In this installment, we look at the international standard for assisting people in acute distress. Psychological first aid, or PFA for short, has been endorsed by the World Health Organization, the American Psychological and Psychiatric Associations, and the Red Cross. To learn more about psychological first aid, let's speak to Dr. George S. Everly Jr. He is the author of the book, The Johns Hopkins Guide to Psychological First Aid, and is considered one of the world's foremost authorities on PFA. So, what exactly is PFA? Well, psychological first aid, or PFA for short, is a supportive and compassionate presence designed to reduce acute psychological distress and even facilitate access to more advanced support if it's required. Most individuals experiencing acute psychological distress after a daily stressor or something more extreme are probably best supported without medication. In fact, research spanning about 100 years has shown PFA to be an effective, supportive intervention. PFA does not involve diagnosis, does not involve treatment per se. PFA may be used in a wide variety of circumstances, including dealing with stressors of daily life, whether they occur at work or family problems, and more extreme cases, cases of loss and grief and even disasters. And what tips can you give on being psychologically supportive to a person dealing with a crisis? So tips? Well, here are some. How about this one? First, in advance, get formal training in psychological first aid. I think that's essential. Don't trust your glib communication skills and don't merely hope for the verbal Hail Mary. Training is essential. Second, be a compassionate presence. Let the person know you're there to help as best you can. And if you cannot help, well, you'll do your best to find someone who can. Third, listen empathically. Listen non-judgmentally to the person's story. Let them vent. Remember to let the person tell the complete story. The story always consists of two things. What happened, the event, and the person's reactions to the event. You should not be thinking of solutions until you hear and understand both. Fourth, it's important to monitor your own emotional reactions to assisting somebody else, somebody in crisis. The failure to do so can lead to your own distress, perhaps in the form of sadness, anger, frustration, even resentment, which can over time lead to burnout. Fifth, resist the temptation to provide a quick fix. When problem solving, 
help the person separate the objective problem from their subjective emotional reaction to the problem. They may not always be able to control the event. Some things just can't be undone, but they can always control how they react to the event. Six, attempt to identify resources the person may have that are already available to them. When it comes to psychological issues, most people don't want to be rescued per se. I think what they want is help rescuing themselves. So what can you do to help re-empower people? And seventh, work with the person to identify external resources that may be of value addressing the crisis or the reaction to the event. Community or organizational resources are sometimes needed to help people bounce back from adversity. And that's okay. That's what resources are there for, to be utilized. A paper in the American Journal of Psychiatry stated that psychological support in the midst of a crisis should be provided in an empathetic and practical manner without compromising one's integrity or psychological well-being. The science of psychological first aid may be a means to that end. Thank you for listening to ICISF Quick Tips. Until next time.